My name is Liz Reese. I'm the lay leader here at the church. Everybody's looking at me like, who? Yeah, that's me. I'm the one that's hollering amen and raising my hand, and people are looking at me strangely. But that's okay, because I'm going to shout on the day of glory. I'm going to run for a little while, because I've been through a lot. But you know what? Today I got one job, and that's to pray. And I'm going to do that. And I just need to see here one amen. Just one. Okay. Let's go to God in prayer. Most holy and gracious Heavenly Father, you've been mighty good to us. Even through the trials and the tribulations, you've been with us. Father, we just want to say thank you. Forgive us of our sins and our transgressions. Father, look to us. We look to you for all the help we come that we need. And Father, I ask you to bless my brothers and sisters right here, right now. Oh, Father, I love them. They don't know, but I love them. And each one of them is in my prayer. Father, I love this church, this body of Christ that wants to serve and worship you in truth. Oh, Father, we ask that you bless our pastoral staff, our council, our trustees. Father, all the volunteers. Father, this is Vision Sunday. Let us see what you see, and let us see it too. Father, guide us and lead us. Father, we are just grateful. I thank you for a place that I can worship in spirit and in truth with my brothers and sisters. Father, be with us this day, and thank you for everything that you do for us, even when we don't even see it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Miss Liz. I thought Liz was sort of like no introduction needed kind of person, but uh, that's Liz Reese. She is uh, the lay leader of our church, which means she serves in a, in a leadership position here on our church council, but she's also the executive director of Brooks House, which is an amazing, amazing ministry in, in Lebanon. So thank you, Liz, for leading us in prayer. We're welcoming some guests to the stage. As Liz said, this is a vision day for us. I'll share some about uh, the church, but the most exciting thing is getting to share with you the presentation of our Christmas offering uh, many of you know that on or during our Christmas services, we took an offering that we'd give 100% away. Uh, it ended up being $282,000, and we're excited to, uh, yeah, we <laughs> celebrate that. Um, and this year, we're just really excited uh, about two partners, Barry Tatum Academy and Compassionate Hands, uh, just two places that we are dearly love and are excited to, to be a part of their mission. So um, we have had a different principal from Barry Tatum each service, which has been wonderful. This is Principal Katie Bueller, so we welcome you and thank you for being here with us. Um, and uh, we're just so excited to be able, um, uh, Principal Kevin mentioned that, you know, they've never really been had a PTO at Barry Tatum Academy. And so today uh, we get to sort of seed that with a, a gift for $90,000. <laughs> On behalf of Barry Tatum 
Academy, we just want to tell you all thank you. Thank you to your pastors, your staff, the congregation, and you all for your generous donation. Under the Barry Tatum Academy umbrella, we operate five non-traditional programs. We have Alternative High School, Alternative Middle School, the Virtual Learning Academy, Adult High School, Adult Learning Center. And then within our Adult Learning Center, we also have an ESL program where individuals, adults within our community can come to learn the English language. So we serve individuals and students from sixth grade all the way to 12th grade and then even into adulthood with our adult high school and adult learning center. Um, one of the unique things about our program, as Pastor Jacob said, is that we do not have a PTO due, like I said, to the structure of our program. Therefore, up until this year, um, in the partnership with you all and another individual, we um, have not had you know contributions from the community and things like that. So we're just extremely grateful um, for this donation and such a gener the generosity and kindness displayed from you all. And I like to say, you know, within our program, we uh, we are, like I said, non all the non-traditional programs within Wilson County. Therefore, we get students sometimes due to behavioral issues, due to mental health concerns, sometimes just physical health concerns. We may have students that are going through chemo and they need an alternative learning placement. We may get students that they're not on track to graduate. Um, numerous situations and circumstances that lead them to our five programs. However, one thing remains the same within all of those students. Each and every one of them need to feel a sense of safety, security. They need to know that they're loved. A lot of them need a lot of reassurance and grace, just as we all do, just as Jesus gives us each and every day grace. Um, and so therefore, I like to think and like to say that our programs bridge the gap between yeah. not between traditional learning environments and a non-traditional learning environment. They they bridge that gap and they fill that gap and we meet students where we are because we don't get to choose our students. We don't get to choose them. They come to us as they are just as we come to Jesus as we are. <laughs> and you know, he meets yeah. us where we're at. So therefore with that being said, I, I like to also say that, you know, not only are you all helping us to provide our students with an education, you're, off, you're also allowing us to provide them with restoration. Hmm. You know, not just where they can come in and come to school and get a check in the box every day, a, a place of restoration where they're loved. We can, you know, with this donation, use that to provide food. Sometimes that's the only meal, and I know I have many educators in this room, you know, sometimes that's students and our adults, that's the only meal they have for the day. Clothing, um, help them, you know, help enhance our facilities among numerous other things. So on behalf of Barry Tatum Academy, you know, I just wanna thank you all and thank each of you for your generosity. You all have truly embraced our school. You've embraced us, you've loved on us, you've provided for us, you've prayed for us, and I, I think you just doesn't seem sufficient. You've provided for us in an indescribable way. And so I just want to continue to pray over this donation and that we're good stewards of this donation and that we use it to further God's kingdom. So thank you. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And you can see why we feel so confident in investing with leaders uh, like Ms. Bueller, thank you so much. We want to pray over Barry Tatum Academy and, and our principals and staff. So Eve, our director of outreach, is going to lead us. And we'd love for you just to offer a blessing with your hand as a way of saying we love this school and we love these teachers and love the principal. God, we sit with you today in deep joy and deep um, just 
gratitude for Barry Tatum Academy yes. and what this school means to our community and what they provide for our students and our adults in the community. We pray that on days that feel overwhelming and mm -hmm. frustrating that you remind them of your call and your purpose. Um, on days that are wonderful, uh, we pray that we always uh, are reminded uh, that all the glory belongs to you. Um, we pray that with every um, second that students are in Barry Tatum Academy, that they are reminded loud and clear that they are brave, strong, yeah, known, right. and so very loved. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 So good. Compassionate Hands is a place in our community that's taking care of those, our neighbors who are without housing. Without housing. And uh, they do all kinds of things from, from housing to feeding um, to, to job placement. And we are so thankful to uh, have uh, the crew here, Marcy and Sheila and John, who have, are just our, our Jesus in the flesh in our community day after day, night after night. Uh, we are so thrilled that we will be able to burn the note and pay off their mortgage $190,000 today. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. You guys are amazing. Uh, oh, we are overwhelmed with your generosity. Uh, it's incredible. It's game-changing. Uh, not only do you give the money, but so many of you have served in our ministry. You've stayed overnight with strangers in a scary place. You've provided meals. You've washed linens. Uh, you guys are such a blessing as ministry partners. This isn't just a check. You guys are partners. Right. One God story. We've got a man in Wilson County who is living with cancer, and he was living in his car at a gas station this time last month. But somebody told him about our ministry. And he uh, came December 28th, stayed in our shelter, and has stayed every night pretty much since December 28th. Then God went to work. We've got some staff members that they're caseworkers, and they started helping him apply for disability benefits. Because if he gets disability, then he can get 10 care insurance, which means he could go into a care facility if he needs it. We just got word on Friday that he was approved. Now, now here's the miracle. We're talking the government never <laughs> approves something in three weeks. Oh my goodness, that does not happen. Wow, praise God. <laughs> yeah. But, but it gets better. God wasn't done. Because it may take a month or two before the money actually starts flowing in. So we went on and got him a hotel because he started chemo this past week. And then there was a question, okay, he's alone in a hotel room. He's going to need some caregivers. Who can do that? We're all busy taking care of 27 guys at the shelter last night. God provided. There were a couple of homeless men in our program who have earned our trust. One works days. One works nights. They said, you know, we can kind of tag team so that he's got around-the-clock support. God provided in an incredible way. So not only... Are you guys helping us pay off our mortgage? You're supporting a staff. You're helping chemo patients and helping other homeless people that are caring for one another. Like, God is at work through you, and you are blessing lives, along with 49 other churches that are part of this ministry. So thank you for letting God work through you. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, John. You guys are, are changing lives, changing the world, and we are just humbled to be able to be in ministry with you. So I'm going to invite a church, if you'd extend your hands again, let's pray over this crew.
God, we thank you for placing vision and passion in John's heart years ago. Um, I thank you that he is a person who noticed uh, what was not being noticed in our community. People used to ask the question, are there people without, without homes in, in Wilson County? And the answer has always been, been yes, and John saw it. And thank you for, uh, for just lighting that fire within him that has grown from a, um, a ministry that began in, in a church uh, to this amazing uh, ministry to the entire community. We thank you for how your church has come alive. Your big C church has come alive in, in Wilson County and is seen and is known. Uh, through this ministry, and we thank you that there are people who, who now are able to come out of the shadows and are able to be seen and known and loved um, and, and experience the love of Christ when they uh, become a part of the ministry at Compassionate Hands. So God, we pray that you'll strengthen it, that you'll em embolden them and embolden us in our partnership together um, to continue making a, a difference in this community and ending, ending homelessness in Wilson County. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Providence Church. Thank you. Thank you, God. I want to read to you our scripture this morning from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. At the conclusion, I'll say this is the word of God for the people of God. I invite you to say with me, thanks be to God. But let's start with Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out in the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deep and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boats, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with them. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want you to hear this phrase from Jesus again. Now go out where it is deeper. Now go out where it is deeper. The story that I just read is one of the famous stories of Jesus because it's the first calling of his disciples, the guys who ended up walking with Jesus for the next three years. The word disciple, uh, it means follower, but more specific, it means like an apprentice, uh, someone who is learning under another person, someone who will come alongside, like almost live under them so that they could emulate them and live their life like them. That is a disciple. 
And so this story that we just read is how the first disciples became disciples. And it started with Jesus in the early part of his ministry. He was teaching, healing, doing amazing things, and it was drawing a crowd. And so there he was around the Sea of Galilee, kind of near where Jesus grew up, kind of where he uh, had his first uh, hanging out with uh, people uh, in doing ministry. And there's so many people coming that they're actually pressing against Jesus, leading him back actually to be stepping into the sea. So Jesus, being practical, looks and sees that there are some boats there, fishermen who'd been fishing through the night, who are now on the shore. Uh, they're, they're doing the last thing that they have to do to get ready to go home. If you have, you know, maybe a job or had a job, there's usually one or two things you got to do before you can end your shift. You know what I'm talking about? And they're usually not your most favorite things, but you just got to do them so that when you show up, you're ready. And that's what they were doing. They were uh, mending, or as this version says, washing their nets so that when they came back that night, they'd be ready. The other thing that we know is that they had fished all night and not caught anything. So they probably weren't in the best of a mood. They probably weren't feeling lifted up. They were about to go home with no money from that day. They were about to go home with no fish for breakfast. They were going to go home with not really a great story of how work went. And so they're working on their nets when Jesus comes and just sort of gets into one of their boats. He asked Simon if he would let the boat out a little bit, giving Jesus some breathing room there by the Sea of Galilee so he can teach this crowd. We don't know how long Jesus taught, if it was an hour or two or three, but while that was happening, the disciples who weren't disciples yet were on the shore taking care of these nets and maybe listening to what Jesus was saying. So they were at work and they were listening to a sermon. I think of this as like the first podcast, you know, that was happening there. Thank you. No one has laughed all day. And that wasn't, that wasn't even a good laugh. But the last two services, terrible. So it's the first podcast. That was pretty good. And Jesus says to them when he finishes up his teaching, now go out where it is deeper. It's odd because they're done fishing. He's done teaching. But Jesus is up to something with these guys who are on the shore. They want to say to him, you know, like, hey, um, we're the fishermen, right? We know where to fish. We know when to fish. Why are you giving us instruction on fishing? And so Peter actually politely says, Master, we fished all night and we caught nothing. And then I think there's probably a pause there, but he does say, but if you say so, we'll do it. But if you say so, we'll do it. And so these fishermen, James, John, and Peter, in the mid-morning sun, go back out onto the Sea of Galilee with their nets that they just prepared for that night's fish, and now they're about to ruin them again, right? And they take their nets. They're just being obedient to what this guy who sat in their boat all morning is asking them to do. It's crazy. And they take their nets. They're looking at each other, holding the nets in their hands, and they fling these big nets out onto the water. And the moment the net hits the water, it becomes taut, full with fish, these hardened, calloused fishermen hands are grabbing hold of nets that the scriptures say are now breaking under the weight of fish. It says they begin to holler out to the other fishermen who are on the shore to come and help them. As they begin to pull the nets into the boat, the scripture says that the boats begin to sink under the weight of fish. Can you imagine what that moment was like? They're hollering out. They're getting their boats back to the shore. Fish are jumping onto the shore. They're having a fisherman's dream, right? The moment they would have always wanted for. And it says when Peter realizes what had happened, and, and what that means is it doesn't mean when Peter realized that they, ca that they caught a bunch of fish. 
It means when Peter realized that because Jesus said to do something, something miraculous was happening. When that happened, Peter's response is to fall on his knees, face down in front of this rabbi who's just taught from his boat. And this is what Peter says. Please get away from me. I don't know if you've ever been there. When you see God and God working and the power of God, and then you begin to take your attention off of who God is and start thinking about who you are, that's what Peter did, because he said, please get away from me. I'm a sinner. And Jesus, in that moment, begins to show that that's not the way he works. And instead of expelling the sinner fisherman Peter from his presence, Jesus beckons him into a changed way of life. In that moment, it'll be different forever. The disciples who held their nets in their hands and then held the miracle in their hands with the fish, we are told, drop their nets to follow Jesus. Providence Church is a 14 and a half year old church. And what I hear Jesus saying to us right now is now go out where it is deeper. I need to know if you're hearing it as well. And we will say, I promise you, our response will be, Master, we've worked hard all night. We've been doing church 14 and a half years. We met for eight years in a school. And then we had those two years, or was it 10 years in the pandemic, remember? (laughs) Master, we've made it through, but we're tired. You want us to go where? Where it's deeper? We've been there. We've been in deep water. We've been in a storm. We've worked through the night. We're actually ready to take a nap. But listen to what the disciple, who is not yet a disciple, says that makes them a disciple. This is so cool. This is what somebody who's not a disciple yet says that will make her a disciple. Peter says, but if you say so, I'll do it. Master, we're worn out. We've already tried what you're saying to try. We know how to fish. We've been in church 14 and a half years. You don't think we know how to do church? But if you say so, I'll do this new thing you're calling me to. All right, let's look at it. Let's look at the story. This is how I saw it, almost like a, like a foundation, a building block. The, the thing that's underneath all of this is a long, unsuccessful night, and the disciples are tired. So see if you can relate to that. A long, unsuccessful season, and you're like, I'm just worn out. So that's here on the bottom. On top of that, you know what? I wish I had my whiteboard. If I had a whiteboard, I would wear this out. On the bottom is this long, unsuccessful night, tired. On top of that is Jesus showing up and saying, would you go deeper? On top of that is this response, master, we fished all night. Basically what we, what we say in this moment is, Jesus, would you just stay in your lane? And then on top of that is this response where we say, but if you say so, I'll do it. And then on top of that is the miracle. Long, unsuccessful night. We're tired. Jesus shows up. Jesus is in our long, unsuccessful season. And he says, go deeper now. And we say, you don't understand. And then we say, but if you say so. And then after that, the crazy stuff starts happening. Like crazy stuff starts happening. Crazy good, crazy more, crazy uh, miracle, 
crazy, joyful. Like, here's what I've learned the last couple of years. I want to go back just a, a little bit. Normally in this uh, Sunday, I would just kind of look back over the year and we'd look ahead, but I want to kind of do the last couple few years as a season. And this is kind of what we've experienced here. A tornado came through our town, actually took out both of the schools that we met in for eight years. And then we went, uh, the pandemic happened, and we went from one weekend having 2,000 people that came to church on the weekend, and then the next Sunday we had zero. And then we started having church in the parking lot. And then our country just sort of erupted, it seemed like, around everything. And then we came back, and there was about 300 people who came back. It was kind of tough. It was a hard, remember that hard season? Everybody was mad at each other, not here, but just like in general, maybe a little bit here. Uh, people, remember everybody was just mad at each other? And here's what, here's what we started hearing at Providence Church in the midst of it all when it was all stripped away. Now, go out where it is deeper. Master, we've worked all night. We're trying to do virtual school or hybrid school or whatever we're doing at the time. There's quarantine this, quarantine that. Younger people are frustrated. Young adults are depressed. Older adults are afraid. We're feeling isolated. And God, I can tell you, was clearly saying to this church, now go out where it's deeper. Remember, we started praying. We started praying. We started praying. God says, now go out where it is deeper. And we say, I just want to take a nap. And here's what I heard you say, not me, but I, here's what I heard this, like, real people in this, in this room say. But if you say so, God will go. And I've seen us be tired. I've seen us think about saying, get away, Jesus. We don't have the energy for that. But I've heard you guys say over and over, but if you say so, but if you say so, but if you say so. And in the midst of a pandemic, we helped purchase a building for people who were sleeping on the streets in our community. We, it was our Christmas Eve offering. We had services in the parking lot in the dark. And y'all placed money in a bucket as you drove out. It was crazy. What a dream. And then two years later, with $190,000 to be able to pay off their mortgage. We don't have our own mortgage paid off, by the way. And the reason is, is in, even in the midst of, of what, what's going on, we want to be investing where God is investing. Principal Bueller and, and her staff and the, what's happening at Barry Tatum, it's like we want to be investing in a place that's providing hope and healing and wholeness to our community. Last year, you guys gave $200,000 to build the new part of the help center to feed hungry people. It's just like crazy. 2020, some of y'all may remember that our 2020 gift was to start a school church partnership in Wilson County through Everyone's Wilson. We gave $180,000 to a dream that did not exist. Today, uh, there are now 44 churches partnered with 25 Lebanon City School or Wilson County Schools, 14 businesses that are partnered with schools because that's where God's children are. And we want to invest and we want to, we want to see good come from their lives. Over the last few years, you, some of you know that we've also helped three communities in Nicaragua have clean, safe drinking water. Literally hundreds of people are drinking water in a community. It's so crazy if you've ever been there. Some of us have where there's a community of maybe 150, 250 people that have never had a water source, never had a well in their village. And then, and then through your generosity, there's kids like with underneath spigots, you know, playing with water, throwing it all over each other. We have a dream in Wilson County to see everyone fed 
It's a crazy dream. Every time I say it, I'm like, oh man, everyone fed. And not only did you help expand the Help Center, last year you packed 2,200 backpacks that go home with real life kids in our schools who don't have food in their homes on the weekends. And the backpacks are filled with food for baby brother and sister and mom and dad. Our children pack those over in Providence Kids. Last year, you brought in 30,000 pounds of food, just like the stuff out on the table. I know it, uh, out in the lobby. I know it's like, man, I don't have room to walk. And it's like, it's okay, 30,000 pounds of food. You provided 750 counseling sessions for over 125 families who didn't have money to get counseling for their teen, for their kid, or for their marriage. You blessed over 500 teachers through our outreaches to bless and support and encourage public school teachers. Meals, gift cards, parties, it's small things, but it, the hope is that it's bringing light to folks who are giving to themselves to serve others. Last year, we had 357 different teenagers who came to Providence students on Sunday night. 177 middle school or high schoolers joined a small group, which means they meet every week with two adult mentors, some of you guys who work all week long and then come back on a Sunday night to like lead a sixth grade boys small group. And that's really hard. <laughs> and I love you sixth grade boys. I was one, but holy moly. <laughs> Last week there were 270 children in Providence Kids. That requires dozens and dozens of volunteers who believe teaching kids about Jesus is really important. You guys who work all week and say, I'll, I'll do that. Some of you go and there, there, there are some ladies that go and they hold babies all morning long. So young adult parents can come and be a part of worship. We have four staff people for our kids and student ministries. So what I'm saying is they're awesome, but it's run and carried out by you, by the generosity of your lives and your time. Last year, we had 155 people make a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Some of y'all remember the last several months of 2022, we had a baptism every Sunday. I live for that, man. Yeah, I live for that. Now go out into deeper water. No, go out into deeper water, we heard. We said, we're tired, Jesus. We worked all night. But if you say so, God does crazy things. We cover, uh, we, we served just shy of 30,000 donuts last year on Sunday mornings. And I would beg you to not do the math on that one because uh, a lot of money spent on donuts, but they're really good. And, but the coffee and the greeters and the parking lot staff, that represented nearly 150 of you who come on Sundays to seek to make others feel welcome. It's worth it. I mean, really what happened last year was just crazy. I, I really don't know how to explain it. Because it's just the people that, that are sitting in this room or joining us online. It's just people like us who are giving generously in every way that we can think of so that God can be glorified and so that others can come to know hope and healing and wholeness in Jesus Christ. We don't talk about this every Sunday, but I need you to know we had a budget of $3 million and you gave $3.5 million, which doesn't count the 300000 that were given away today. It doesn't, it doesn't count the gift that, you know, um, we sent to Nicaragua last month or, or Habitat for Humanity. I mean, we're just trying to pour out what you're pouring in. I know that, I know you guys, I know us, and I know we would say, if in the presence of Jesus, we might fall on our knees like Peter and say, just go away, we're sinners, right? 
but he calls us closer. And he says, if you, and we say, if you say so, if you're really wanting to use us, we'll go. So the vision for this year is really simple. You can memorize it, okay? We want to make more disciples of Jesus Christ. We want to see more people come to know him. We want to see more people set free by being forgiven of their sins and going into the baptismal waters. We want to see more people, you know, get soaking wet up here in these tubs. We want to see more people become disciples. That's the vision. And the second part is we want to see more people go deeper as disciples of Jesus, mature in their relationship with Jesus, begin to give more, begin to pour out more. And the way that we're going to talk about that is a phrase, practicing the way. So we're going to talk about the next month or so here at Providence. And then, again, as the year goes on. And what we're talking about is just practicing the way of Jesus, that we would become apprentices like Peter, James, and John and say, I want to drop my nets and follow him. And all they did is they followed him, they watched him, and they did what he did. They practiced over and over and over. And, and so uh, we're actually starting something in February on Monday nights, practicing the way. Mark and I are praying for 200 people that would come every Monday in February. And the, the requirement is you just saying, I really want to go deeper. I'm in a if-you-say-so-God place. And we're going to do something we've never done in this room. We're going to strike the room and have tables set up. Uh, we're going to eat a meal together. We're going to study the Bible together. And we're going to practice what Jesus teaches. We're, like, we're going to talk about it, and then we'll go out in the week, and we'll practice it. And then when we come back, you'll sit down at the table and be like, how'd it go? And you'll be like, well, not so good this week. Or really good. I'm trying it. I'm practicing. We're going to just keep practicing the ways of Jesus. But I want you to know what we're going to start with in February is probably the hardest practice. Like that's where we're starting, the hard one. And what it is, is actually creating space in your life where you can rest, breathe, pray, be present with other people, not be so busy. What Jesus called Sabbath. Jesus had an interesting way of looking at Sabbath. Uh, he was a busy guy, a focused guy, a driven guy, but he would steal away and he had space to be present with others, to care for others and to live. And so that's the invitation. I, I kind of think like, you know, if that's you, if you need to come on Monday nights and we'll be doing this throughout the year, we'll have different times where we'll take a time and we're going to practice the way of Jesus. Our vision is that more people would become disciples of Jesus and that more people would go deeper as disciples of Jesus, that they wouldn't stop there, right? They say, I want to keep going. So what I want to do now is just speak those couple phrases from the scriptures over you in prayer and just allow God to speak to your heart. Just see if God's uh, reverberating anything in your soul, if he has a, a, a nudge for you, a push for you. So let, let me just, uh, in prayer, let us pray. I'm just going to speak these scriptural phrases. The first is this. Jesus says, now go out where it is deeper. Now go out where it is deeper. Now go out where it is deeper. And the second line uh, is Peter's response. Master, we fished all night and we didn't catch anything. But because you say so, I will let the nets down for a catch. Master, we fished all night. We're tired. We've tried this. We know what we're doing. It's not going well. But if you say so, we'll go.
But if you say so, I'll do it. And so, God, in prayer, we lay down our tendency to think we know what we're doing or that we've tried all that we could try. We just lay it down and offer ourselves to you. We, we drop our nets to follow you. We want to be apprentices. We want to be disciples. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want life. Thank you, God. Thank you for all you've done over the last year. I'm amazed by it today. I'm amazed by you, that you never give up on us, that Jesus is who he says he is, that he comes and meets us in our darkest moments and our hardest times. He rescues us when the cords of death entangle us. He, he has a rescue plan. Jesus is good, he's loving, he's kind, he's compassionate, he's real. He's the king. He's the king of our hearts. That's why we're in this room. That's why we're worshiping online, because Jesus is king. And, and, and we want to give him our adoration, praise. So Father, as we come to communion today, let it be a holy time to receive bread and juice as Christ's body and Christ's blood. Let us receive uh, this call to go deeper. Let us hear your voice as we uh, do this act that we do every week, week after week after week. Let it be um, a meeting with you. In Jesus' name, amen.